Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tess of Wrestling.com, joined by Robert D. Felice tonight to talk about Friday Night SmackDown, among other things. Robert, how are you doing on this fine Friday night? Colin, you know, it's not only Friday night, it's like 12 hours before Chamber, you know, and then there's an Impact show tomorrow, and there's Cody Rhodes. I mean, I'm doing as good as you can do. Like, we're a lot of news this week. A lot of news this week. A lot of it, um, nothing to do with SmackDown. Like the moment we were saying before we went on the air, the most interesting things about uh, the wrestling world right now have nothing to do with SmackDown. Uh, and that's more so the, just the case for this week. Uh, it was a pre-taped show. WWE themselves gave away the, ma- the major spoiler for the show. We'll talk about that. But uh, lots of stuff happened. Stone Cold Steve Austin may be coming back. Cody Rhodes may be coming back. It's a wild, wild time. Uh, again, this has nothing to even do with uh well, SmackDown was what we to talk about, but yes, <laughs> that's pointing out right away. It's been a crazy week. Been a crazy week all around, all over the place. Uh, if you're a regular listener of the Raw show, the NXT show, uh, I was not around. I apologize for that. Uh, I only miss the show if there's a good reason to do so. There was a very good reason to do so. I was not working those two days. I took some much needed time away. I yeah, I mean, fresh. really, you, you don't you don't apologize for having a vacation, pal. You. Yeah, you missed a quite an eventful week, and that's on you. But hey, it was a pretty good reason, pal. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if you're gonna say it. I I am a newly happily engaged man. That is why I was not here on Monday and Tuesday. Oh, DJ, well, well, well they so seem much. to know. They seem to know. So I love Facebook and stuff. A good word gets around. And that's just thing. I deserve a break. Thank you, Nash. You're you're very kind. I appreciate you. I feel recharged now. Having to. To, to rant and rave about Raw and especially NXT, uh, even for one week, I feel a little, just even a little recharged. It was very nice. And now I'm here, ready to go, here to talk about SmackDown. Herman Dakar, right off the bat, saying SmackDown was good. Good thing I had not been spoiled as well. My friend in our, line, in, our, in our line of work, it's literally my job to write up the spoilers. You gotta write the spoiler, yeah. And, and when WWE themselves tweets that said spoilers, at least for the, the big thing, um definitely a little bit of an unusual kind of thing there but we'll get into all that good stuff and more before we do just want to remind you all this show again we do here will be available on well, is available on smackdowns uh sorry my goodness gracious on spotify soundcloud youtube all pass all the all the good stuff you know where to find us you know what's up and that's just saying i hate sports yes i hate sports as well uh, when they announced the news, it's going to be Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn. You knew it's going to be a good match, but then the WWE themselves, in a tweet and an article on the website, announced the outcome because it was taped last week because of the Saudi show tomorrow. So then you, the match happens tonight. It's a good match, but you know, you know the outcome ahead of time. So there's only so much you can really get invested in. That is just kind of an inherent nature of the beast these days. But I guess, Robert, we might as well just dive right in and get right into it there. Sami Zayn is the new Intercontinental Champion, defeating Shinsuke Nakamura, who unfortunately, due to injury and, I guess, overall uh, inconsistent booking, really did not do much for the title. That is no fault of his own. As I said, injuries, but uh, the booking itself. I think he defended the title once, then he got hurt. Um, and so by the time this match came around, I mean, I mean Sami Zayn won the, the 12 Days of Christmas gauntlet match back in December. It is now February, so we've been kind of just waiting around here for this match. It finally happens. It was very good. Sami Zayn wins. Robert, what are you thinking about this? I think Sami Zayn deserves to be Intercontinental Champion. He's the most consistent Intercontinental Champion since, I, I think, I guess ever, like with this iteration of the belt, with this new belt that was started with Shinsuke and uh, 
good for him. Lots of people believe that he'll just be losing the belt to Jackass's Giant Knoxville at WrestleMania. I, I'm not against that. You would think I'd be against that. I'm not against that. Like it more than ever, it's it's all about the PR and the pop and the so if you if uh, Giant Knoxville wants to be IC champion, that's fine. Let him retire, not retire it. Let him vacate it, hold the tournament, and you've got like four weeks, if not more, of SmackDown matches booked. But that's just me thinking way, way down the line. I like Sammy as champion. I like Sammy. I feel bad for Nakamura, but he did nothing with the belt at this point. Like, I don't know why they've uh, gone away from just stripping people of the title. But honestly, he should have just been stripped of the title. Yeah, I mean, he went, I think, over a month without wrestling, and usually, and in, in, or is it performing, if you once will. A, once upon a time, if you couldn't do 30 days in defending, you couldn't do it. I wonder if they changed that legitimately. I wonder if they haven't been as strict with that because they don't do house shows as much. Yeah, but at the same time, like now, like that was one thing a year ago, but now they're, they're back touring. So they have title matches um, on, mo- on most house shows. So it does seem to be that it's just kind of a softening of, of that, you know, kind of basic rule. Uh, and Wolfshinsuke, again, being injured for a while, I guess they just didn't feel like doing that. And, and, and that's why now, yeah, uh, I, I thought it was the right call to have Zayn win. That's just saying that 30 day rule should be brought back. I agree. Especially as I said, with house shows being a thing again, it's like you have pr- a pretty much, you know, automatic throwaway title match at least once a week. So that makes it very easy. But, um, you know, you, Robert, you mentioned a minute ago, this does feel kind of like a gateway to at least potentially a match between, uh, Sam Zayn and uh, giant Knoxville at WrestleMania for the title. Once about a time, I would have been very opposed to not winning the title, but as you just said, all about the buzz, all about the PR. Um, I, at the very least, can't fault them for it if they go in that direction. I don't know if they will. I do feel great we are going to get a match between the two. Because, um, and if I don't, honestly would, would be disappointed if we didn't, because every sign, every every angle, they, they just keep building up this match. Same as tights literally have like a, a mock logo of Jackass Forever on it. So it definitely feels like we're heading there. Um, so, and that from a relatively long-term booking thing, uh, I appreciate that uh, of just kind of rolling with it and, and, you know, telling a story and, and doing something with it. Um, DJ saying Knoxville for champion, but at the same time, sees Rick Boogs taking the title as the next person on the roster, at least. I don't know about that. I don't why? Know. Why? Like, I mean, why, ironically, why? he's one of the new, pe- new people that they're kind of trying to... Do something with on. I would genuinely down. be okay if Cody Rhodes just be won the title and pull back the other title again. Like, do it again, and we'll be okay. You know, there, there are worse things they could do. Uh, but hopefully, the very least, the very least, bare minimum, I do hope to see Sammy defend the title, you know, stay healthy, defend the title on TV, ideally. Uh, Steven wondering from uh, Chamber tomorrow to WrestleMania, well, he, he wonders how many times Sammy will defend the title. I mean, it's what at the very least he's a heel, so he can he, he can get away with not wanting to be a fighting champion. I would hope at least like one defense per month. Again, talking about that thirty day rule, that seems doable. Just give you know give a, a Rick Boogs a title shot. Give 
ricochet to shot. He picked up a one tonight. They seem to kind of plant little seeds or something there with uh, an indirect backstage interaction with, with Aaliyah as the shared contact. But, um, you know, I, I at the very least want to see defend the title. And here's hoping that ricochet happens. seems like he could be on the jackass crew. He, he does some weird stunts. He does flips and stuff. There you go. That that seems like a pretty easy, uh, you know, connection. You know, at least that the, the, there's something that could be made there of like you know him doing flips and stunts and whatnot. I don't know. Uh, there are worse things they could be doing like that. Uh, but overall, here Red Tyler saying that same as getting that push uh, with a title win. I would agree, and I'm glad to see it. So uh, again, even though it was spoiled, I was glad to see it, and I thought it was the right call. Uh, but speaking of Ricochet, yes, he faced Sheamus tonight. It was a very good match. It was not a new match. I feel like we've seen this probably like 50 times in the last year. I like Rick Shea a lot. I like Sheamus. Um, it feels like uh, we were just talking about Sheamus getting a push. It feels like Ricochet is also getting a push. That's cool. Am I confident it's going to pan out? No. Um, we've, we've seen Ricochet get pushed before. Uh, I, I enjoyed his rise to the top two years. No, three years ago on Raw when he won the United States title. Didn't really work out. Uh, and now here we are three years later, and he's, I feel like he's just now starting to get some of that that uh, momentum back in a more in a sustained sense. So I'm excited about that. I think he could put on some great matches with Sammy. I think if they play the cards, but he could even get the title. But uh, from a kind of a longer term thing, I don't know if I exactly see it panning out. But Nestor Green, uh, Ricochet deserves a push. Let him face Sammy Zayn. Robert, what do you think about this kind of renewed uh, push? And prominence for, for Sami Zayn. Or sorry, you could Ricochet. do worse things than Ricochet and Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental title. You could do a lot worse things. I think both men know that because I think they've been put through the worst things. You know, especially Ricochet. Ricochet, at one point in time at a Saudi Arabia show, had a WWE Championship match against Brock Lesnar where he was promptly put in his place and never, ever, ever got that close to a world title again but i see title is taylor made for ricochet and i'm ready i'm ready for ricochet to have another shot like that i agree i've been a fan of his from the start i've always wanted better for him he has one of uh, like a short list of guys that i always say oh they deserve so much better and now we're i kind of feel it feels like we're getting better at least in a relative sense dj saying finally i pushed ricochet only took a quote-unquote decade for WWE to realize the good talent they have on the roster. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, we've seen, if you don't want, don't want to talk about the past decade, you know, any, any, any number of people that have gotten pushed to the top, a guy like Dana Bryan, a guy like uh, any number of people that have over the past, even just, let's, let's even just talk about the past couple of years. Roman Reigns is an exception. He's always been one of those guys that, that's been pushed a lot. Um I mean, it's they're, they're they're in a weird place, right? They 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 keep pushing Brock Lesnar, Randy, like they're relying on a lot of these guys that are not new stars in that sense. But it is good to see a guy like Ricochet that's been there, uh, that's been largely at least at times confined to main event and such, uh, and or losing on Raw and SmackDown to actually get some wins here. So, but if, if not Ricochet, if not Ricochet, Steven's saying, how about a guy like Cesaro? Cesaro versus Sammy would be excellent. I would like to see that. Cesaro, cool. let's. What happened to my boy, Tony Cesaro? He, what, what, what happened? You know, I didn't want to be right. Remember, we did, was it the Rest Friends podcast that we did? And I we sat did. there and I said, 
They're going to give him one win, and then they're going to act like that's it. That's all he'll ever need. I did not want to be right there. But you but were. I, I don't. like Cesaro should be world champion. Cesaro, not only is he a great wrestler, but he looks like he was made from, you know, the, the mind of Vince McMahon as to what a wrestler should look like. It's just a shame that they don't capitalize on him. It is a very... Very unfortunate um, pattern, I guess. You know, a guy like Cesaro, for uh, as we were just saying, a guy like Ricochet that hasn't been used to his full potential, but Cesaro especially. I've been a huge fan of his for years and years and years. Um, and just they haven't really done anything. As Robert just said, uh, got a little, little bit of a run in the sun last year. He beat Seth Rollins, got, at least got a chance to challenge for your title, but then quickly faded away. He and Ricochet had to, like a very impromptu team for no reason they did not do anything with that either um and he got Cesaro. he wasn't even on the show tonight he's not even really he's building on the show anymore he did an interview with sports illustrated a couple weeks ago just talking about yeah i was disappointed i wasn't in the rumble sucks <laughs> it's like you know he's like oh i know i can do so much more the thing that, that that's it the thing that gets me is like look justin barrasso is not asking hey cesaro what's up pal can i interview you no like they're sending there. Cesaro to do these interviews where people can go, hey, you're really good. Why don't they push you? It's maddening. A day in the life of a WWE superstar, especially in that case where like... A day yeah, in the life of Cesaro as yeah. a WWE superstar. It's... Even from the outside looking in, it's just, it's, it is frustrating. He was hoping they use Cesaro and people like him in some situations more because they are very, very talented. They do deserve so much better. Uh, people who are at least getting better in that sense, getting, getting pushed, getting TV time, getting prominence. Two guys on a regular basis, Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss were on a show tonight to set or to, to just build two Madcap Moss's uh, match with Drew McIntyre at Elimination Chamber. This was billed as Drew McIntyre's quote unquote final preparation. An oddly um, dramatic uh, label for, for this segment. Drew McIntyre comes out waving his sword, doing what he does. Uh, Madcap Moss comes out, cracks some jokes, it's, um, it's called, compares Drew McIntyre's neck to snap, snap, snap crackle, pop, because he's not 100% yet. And Drew McIntyre said, tomorrow, tomorrow will be the night the laughter died. Um, now, I've said this on this show before. Like, I feel like, in a way, as, as much as I'm not a fan of Madcap Moss's gimmick, and I, I've made that abundantly clear, if he loses to Drew McIntyre tomorrow at, at Elimination Chamber, if I would very much think, like, okay, what was even the point? Because Drew McIntyre won at day one, got attacked backstage, um, and then McIntyre returned, eliminated both Madcap and Corbin from the Rumble, and so they kind of got a quote-unquote win there. So if, if McIntyre wins uh, Elimination Chamber, I feel like there's, there's no real progress made. And, and then I feel like, we, and we've talked about this on the show as well, I feel like we're heading toward uh, McIntyre and Corbin for WrestleMania. How which... lame. Look, uh, nobody likes Baron Corbin more than I do. At one point, when Corbin won Money in the Bank, and people were like, oh, but AJ, but Shinsuke, I was like, no, Corbin. Corbin's the guy. I was that guy. I like Corbin. Corbin's fantastic. Corbin is what the wrestling world is missing in some ways. But Drew McIntyre versus this Baron Corbin is not WrestleMania. Like, no. I, 
It's a it's a very filler match. There's no real. It's, it kind of sucks, and that's why I'm not a big fan of the two night WrestleMania because it really feels like now you're gonna force a bunch of matches that nobody's really clamoring for. Like last year, we had you know just the random put together matches. And then you've got like we got four main events because everybody who holds the title has to feel like a main event. There's a lot that I don't like, and I think honestly, Drew versus Corbin is one of them. But let Drew beat Sammy. Let Drew get the IC title back and say, you know, once upon a time this was my first shot, and now I want to go back there and reclaim my destiny. Something. I just thought of that at the top of my head. Like that's perfect a story. Like I like it. I like Come it. On. You know, that'll be better. That seems better than uh, a fairly kind of average match between Corbin and McIntyre. Like, that's something we've seen before. It doesn't really excite me. Um, at least this version of it, like, like we're talking about with Happy Corbin. Uh, Ness was saying that she likes Happy Corbin, but he can lose Madcap Moss. Got another comment saying that uh, Stephen Chambers likes Corbin when he, when he was doing the broke gimmick. I love the broke Corbin gimmick. That was actually pretty fun. And I think Happy Corbin's fine, but this Matt Cat Moss thing, um, hmm. yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm not, not like funny. I. Baron Corbin's a badass. Baron Corbin like is a legitimate man's man that is all about you know fine dining, and he, you know, he's a legit Golden Gloves boxer. He's I don't know how tall he is, but he's close. Big boy. Yeah, to that, to that like six eleven, six something. Like Corbin should be a major, major star, and he's just happy, <laughs> you know. Like something needs to change. I don't, know, I don't know what that something is. Uh, Stephen uh, pitching the idea of Corbin versus Moss WrestleMania. I know we we're just criticizing it. I'd rather see Corbin versus McIntyre because at least like that that makes a little more sense to just kind of split Corbin and Moss up, do it for um for for just a match for WrestleMania. Like again, if you're gonna if you're gonna have to fill two nights of of, of cards for WrestleMania, I'd rather be McIntyre in that case because Corbin and Moss is that's not a WrestleMania match. Like I'm sorry, I just like I don't I don't think so. Like I. That doesn't really interest me at all. Like, if you're going to do anything with Corbin and Moss, put them in the tag title match. You yeah, know? Exactly. Yeah. We, we haven't even seen what they can do as, as a as a team yet. So, like, there's no reason to really break them up because SmackDown needs more teams. Their, their tag title feed right now is entirely consisted of singles matches between two tag teams. Where, and we've seen what Jay and Jimmy Uso can do with singles. But, like, that's not a good build for a tag title match. Like, they've given us no reason at all to care about uh, this tag title match in the Elimination Chamber. And you can safely bet those are going to win, but at least give us, like, a little feeling like, oh, maybe the Viking Raiders are going to win. No. They've given us zero reason to think that's going to happen. And and that's a shame. The Viking Raiders are great. But when you've got a division that doesn't have a lot of legitimate teams, um, that's what this we're, we're stuck with this. Like if you had more teams, you at least get some like some more quality wins like that. Um, but without that, that's that we get this. And I'm not, I'm not knocking Ivar or Eric. They're a great tag team. They're both very, very talented, but like just randomly doing these, you know, half and half singles matches, like 
lazy. It's like it's like that's not good. It's not it's not good storytelling. I've there's no real reason to care about this tag title match other than the fact that yeah, it's gonna be a good match. And that so often this lately on the crutch of it's gonna be a good match. Um, but we need a story. You need to tell me a good story, make me care. Yeah, me- I'm I'm at a place now where I'm so over the matches. Like those cool matches will stick in my brain for a little bit and like they'll really stay there if they're great. Like the Cody and Sammy match will probably be the one match so far this year that really stood out as great. But there are so many matches that are just forgettable. Yeah. And I feel like there will be some matches tomorrow that will they'll be memorable. But especially a match like this one, like Raiders and Usos, like there's no real reason to care heading into it. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be a good WWE tag team match. But am I going to remember it a month from now? Probably not. You know, that's just the way the, the wrestling world spins these days. People could bring up Jacket Time. I don't know why. We're getting several comments about them in the comments here. I guess that they that's one way to, to uh, get more depth in the tag division. What? <laughs> Why do we need Ikabinjiro and listen? We need Kushida on the main roster, but I don't know, man. They're do- they're doing so much wrong that like the one <laughs> story that everybody's talking about with WWE right now has to do with uh, AEW guy. You know, what I mean? like that's what everybody's excited about. Stone Cold Steve Austin, who hasn't wrestled. Since this, since this handsome gentleman who just got engaged was like five, correct? You know, yeah. I'm, I look, WWE's got a lot of problems. Like, I, I got no interest in seeing Jacket Time on SmackDown. Got no interest in seeing Corbin versus McIntyre. I want to see matches that matter, and that's why, quite frankly, I'm like, listen, if you're gonna just do title versus title with Brock and Roman. I'm okay with that because you got nothing else going on. And at the end of the day, it's better we be honest with ourselves. This is true. Definitely want to talk more about Elimination Chamber here. But lastly, a very, very short uh, quote-unquote main event segment here. The the high-profile face-to-face confrontation between Roman Reigns and Goldberg. Roman and Paul Heyman come out. Roman asks people to acknowledge him. Paul Heyman says, standing next to Roman Reigns is spiritually orgasmic, the line of the night. And Paul Heyman proceeds to criticize Drew But is it actually... Never mind. Never mind, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Just just move on, because I could go go on for a while about that, but we won't. Yeah. It's a line that can be appreciated all on its own, but Paul Heyman remains uh, one of the very best in the game. It's criticizing Drew Brees, how he was not in his prime during his years with the New Orleans Saints. The, the New Orleans crowd did not like that one bit. Goldberg comes out, does the full entrance from the backstage uh, locker room, did not bash his head on the door this time, so he was still That's kind of smart. Important to know. That's important to know. <laughs> Progress, gets the full entrance. If, if the crowd chants were real and they weren't piping them in, it sounded like people were into him. It sounded like people were happy to see Goldberg. I, I don't know. Like, live crowds should always be happy to see Goldberg. Goldberg is awesome. Live. It's watching him on TV as you see it, like, as this kind of lost-a-step kind of Goldberg that doesn't connect. I think this match will be fine. I think 85% of it will be the spear. I don't know who will do it. 
but I'm sure 85% of the match will be spears. I'm going to go over under and say like at least five spears total. Probably like it'll take three from Roman to put Goldberg down. Cause do you think Goldberg <laughs> gets Roman up for the jackhammer? Oh, I hope not. Oh, I hope not. Don't do it. Just don't, <laughs> don't, don't do it. Like, there's no reason. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> well, it's his finisher. There's a reason. <laughs> no, 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 no. The reason, the reason, like, the, the, sorry, his finisher is a spear. Just, just keep it at that. It's a battle of the spear. Do the spears. Five, throw out five spears. Do it. I don't care. Do some slams or whatever. But the jackhammer. Best for the Oh, best. okay. Best that's what. That's why they're talking about jacket time because somebody's watching NXT level up, and I guess Kushida was in the ring. And he lost to Idris Enofa. <laughs> NFA, whatever. Well, um, Idris Enofa is leveling up. That's the point. <laughs> there you go. But uh, yes, we have this main event segment. Goldberg comes out, immediately tosses the microphone down. You know he's not going to say much. He's not a man of, few, of, of many words. And then when Roman like practically begs him to speak, Goldberg says, noon tomorrow. Uh, I was wrong about you. You're not next when it comes to the Universal title. I'm next. That's it. Roll credits. Goldberg. 99% of his promos are either you're next or I'm next. That's it. Remember when he um, told Brock Lesnar you're last and now we're here six years later? Like, waiting? <laughs> like, look, Goldberg had a great last run. That match with Brock at WrestleMania will forever be one of my favorite, like, sprint matches I've ever seen. They're like fighting game characters on steroids where it's just spam every move over and over. I don't want to see him do it six years in a row. You know? And that's where we're at. And that's where we're at. And again, we've been talking about it for this for weeks now on this show, on the Raw show. Uh, they already announced they're going to do Roman and Brock. So other than this dark timeline where they have Goldberg win and do Brock at WrestleMania anyway, um, it just feels... Like we're we're just kind of biding our time, and like there's there's no real reason not to, not to care because yeah, it's it's still a big match, I guess. But I'm looking at it, I'm like I feel very very confident they're going to do Roman and, and Brock because that's been what they're building to. So there's no reason to think that Goldberg's going to win with his contract with everything else. Yeah, I I told I forgot Ronda Rousey. Yeah, she's got a match. Oh yeah, ever. and yeah, they, right, added, they added the very outdated simulation that Shaft wrestle with one arm tied behind her back. Well, no, it's oh. only fair. I mean, Sonya's got the arm in the sling. She'll have the arm behind the back. It's, it's fair. May I ask, Robert, why does Sonya Deville have her arm in, in a sling? She she is she was a wrestler. She's been in, in many matches. She's gotten her her butt beat many times. And she gets her, she gets one arm bar, and she's in a sling for a month. What's that? Like, why? Oh, Rhonda. She's Rhonda, and Rhonda's can very easily break somebody's arm. Yes, this is true. Um, or at least, like, Sonya should have like a lead pipe in there, you know, and you just sort of take out the pipe and you hit Rhonda over the head. And it's then, just it's silly, man. Like they need this. Have them have a tag team match. Have Veranda have a match. And I know she'll be at some house shows, but you know, have a little a little sneak peek of WrestleMania. Have her wrestle here. Um, have it be an actual match. Have it be fun. Um, but now we're doing the arm behind the behind the back thing. Steven's asking, do we see Ronda Naomi winning? Listen, pal, I don't see Ronda Rousey losing ever until she <laughs> 
steps up to Becky. Yeah. Oh, assuming that happens. But uh, no, the flip side, this is, is yeah, Hassan is probably faking it, but that makes it even like, that's just silly, man. Just like have the match. Just have the match. You don't need to make it silly and, and you don't need to call back to the 1980s and 2022. Like, I was like kind of excited about this match. Now I'm just like not asking how bad can it get, but like having her also one arm behind her back, like kind of makes things a little, a little more tricky to have a good match, but I don't know. I, it'll be something. It'll, it'll, it'll be interesting. We'll talk about the chamber a little bit overall here on a very filler heavy episode of SmackDown with video packages aplenty, Robert. What did you think about SmackDown tonight? One day before Elimination Chamber. I think that it was blah, you know, and I, I just, I just can't in all good consciousness say that this is a good show. I, I cannot. Yeah. You know, you know what that, a sad thought I had tonight is that there, there are more similarities between SmackDown and NXT 2.0 than, than I, than I would prefer to say the least. You've got guys like Madcap Moss and, um, I mean, Happy Corbin as well, but he's been there for a while. It, just, it feels like we're just increasingly leaning on these characters and, and just this kind of odd booking in some senses. Like, they they tease this, like, romance kind of thing with Ali and Ricochet, and, like, that's what NXT 2.0 has been doing. And I just, I saw, like, some warning signs of a little a little too much similarity there. Not to say that's even anything new, not to say that's a, a breaking uh, comparison. I just had that thought to this week, especially um, especially on a filler show where there wasn't quite as much to really sink my teeth into. And I would agree, not a, a good show, especially, yeah, I'm talking about the, the show closing angle with Goldberg simply saying, I'm next for the title. Doesn't really do it for me, but not just saying seven, nothing special. Steven's saying a six as well here. And that's, I mean, I'm admittedly, that's, that's better than I was expecting. I mean, I, w- I would say you could probably go even lower. Look, um, and I mean, the realization is I've known what was going to happen for a week. Yeah. That's even yeah. less of like, oh man, can't wait for SmackDown. I can't wait for Chamber. I'm genuinely excited for at least two of the matches and more of the, who knows? Honestly, who knows what will happen Maybe they surprise us and Austin Theory is your WWE champion. Maybe they surprise us and, you know, it's actually Liv Morgan winning. That'd be cool. Yeah. There, there's the potential to do some interesting stuff here. Before we uh, do a little preview for Chamber, Nessa sa- uh, says, I knocked uh, SmackDown uh, with even Roman being there. When he has Roman there for the last five minutes, that's that's not i need more i need more to prop up my score i need more roman on my tv not less. let me tell you something uh pull up the benjamin a jones comment listen this is not a good idea all right I, i've seen this now every day since cody rhodes has left aew without even signing with WWE, people are like oh boy cody and brandy versus Miz and maurice let me explain something to you about how bad of an idea that is you have a major opportunity with Cody Rhodes. You had it all these years ago, and they have an even better one. You need to strap this man, and you need to put the belt on him. I don't care how you do it. If you got Cody Rhodes for Mania, he needs to be in the Raw title match. I say Raw because Raw needs him. SmackDown don't need him. SmackDown's got Roman. Okay? Like, Raw needs Cody. 
It's such a weird time, man. Like the most interesting things here in the wrestling world this week, and, and I would imagine over the next couple weeks here, uh, Cody Rhodes, the one big story here, will he, won't he come to WWE? What's going on there? Uh, I, I'm more in line with, with Nesha. I still have a real hard time really thinking, like, oh, we're actually going to see this. Nesha says, I'll believe Cody's time with WWE when we see him. It's just weird, man. Like you're, you're telling me he's going to leave the company he helped build, come back to WWE, hoping to feel more fulfilled creatively in, in WWE. That, that's not why you go to WWE. If it's to make the money, fine. Make, make, make good money. He's got a kid now. So like, that makes sense. But like, if there's any feeling of like, there've been reports about some of this is going to create a frustration. Going to WWE is not going to solve that. Cody, best case in my mind, he gets some special treatment or, or gets used well for a month, maybe two. And then, then, so, and then what? So there's there's so many things to unpack here, and we can't spend Do all the time yeah. doing it. But realistically, I think people are downplaying Cody Rhodes. I've seen a lot of people like, "Oh, it's not even that big of a loss." I've seen some reports even suggest that maybe TK was like, "Hey, you're not worth a certain amount of money." Hey, you know, listen. Cody Rhodes is the AEW revolution. I don't care what anyone says. Like, yeah, there's there's plenty of other people involved, but Cody is as central a face. So if he's genuinely leaving, it's incredibly shocking and an incredible blow to AEW. Now, the idea that Cody's just not going to be treated well immediately in WWE Maybe I'm dumb, and quite frankly, that could be. But, like, I can't imagine that they would just let it all go. You know what I mean, Colin? Like, I can't imagine that you've got the EVP from the other company. Who, by the way, this isn't, like, some outside guy. This isn't AJ Styles in 2016, like, well, he wasn't built here. Cody Rose was very much built in WWE. Doesn't matter what he did in the last six years. Very much built in WWE. Very much one of the only people wrestling today that has a lineage going back to wrestling Shawn Michaels, legit, on pay-per-views. Wrestling Hunter, wrestling Taker. He did all that. This isn't This isn't like, oh, maybe they'll do something with him. This is a slam dunk. This is a slam dunk if it's real, and I can't imagine they screw this up. Please don't hold this against me if they screw up. Hey man, I I I try I try to be optimistic and positive, but WWE has shown me far too often lately. Um, they 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 have a tendency to, to screw things up that should be slam dunks uh, and something like this. Again, I I think they it might go well initially. I I, I could see him being in the main event and having a good time, and there maybe they're being kind of a, a honeymoon phase, but. Uh, longer term, I think that's then part of the narrative here. It's like, what, what are we going to be saying six months from now? Like, what, what's going to be the thing then? And like, what, what's the ceiling? Is, is it is it losing to to Roman? Is it is it getting squashed by Brock? Like, I don't know. These are the questions we're asking here. But there's so much to talk about. Uh, Nasha pointing out, good day. Baby wrestling was born. Quill Gargano. Congratulations to Johnny Gargano and Candice Ray. Their baby, their baby child was born. Well, the, Will the, the name Lewis. of Quill. Will Lewis Gargano, uh, 
God, they seem like the ha- they seem like the nicest people in the world. Don't they, they seem like genuinely <laughs> wonderful people. They, they deserve, deserve so good. much happiness, and I am so happy for them to have ha- have just this moment. And I mean, Candace was apparently in labor for a while. If you're in Johnny's Discord, you know about that. I mean, my God, all the best to them. They're the they're the best. And I, I hope John Gargano, man. I, I hope yeah. the best for him wherever he goes, whatever he does next. And but the very least today and for the foreseeable future, he's a dad. That's the most important thing. So good for him. Very much uh happy for him and Candace there. But other things as well. You've got uh, the Undertaker getting inducted into the Hall of Fame today. You know, obviously kind of a fairly foreseeable story there. And nobody quite you, exactly you would knew. think, but like you never know. They've sat on the rock for god knows how long. They did. Batista's still waiting to go in. Even though he's technically a Hall of He's a Hall of Fame elect. They just right. haven't. Right. He just said, I'm not doing it for nobody and respect. Exactly. You so know, like. Thankfully, with this, this will actually allow The Undertaker to get his due, to get his time in the spotlight, to get the proper goodbye, the proper recognition of an amazing career. He is a legend. Um, I hope that they really kind of go all out with this. And just, hey, have him be the only only inductee. Just bring up yeah, everybody talking about Undertaker. Just like, why not? Yeah. That is the 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 status he has as career he has had. Interesting question of who could induct him. I've seen the interesting here: Vince McMahon, Ted DiBiase, Kane. Kane's a good one. Mick Foley, Stephen Chambers, Green of Kane here. That'd be kind of fun. The Brothers of Destruction. But as I said, have multiple people. Have people like just have a whole night of people giving yeah, speeches. It and, should there should be just it's Taker's night. I would more than love for it to just be Undertaker's night. And Vince should induct him, if anything. Vince has openly stated Undertaker's his favorite wrestler. I think Vince McMahon should induct him. Also, Brother Love. I see the Brother Love. Yeah, I mean, this is original manager. Get Ted DiBiase out there. Say something cool. And I think there should be a farewell to the character. And then... Mark Calloway can say whatever he needs to say to wrap up that journey as well. But that character is WWE. I haven't really wrapped my head around the fact that this will be the second WrestleMania without Undertaker. The first, actually, the first ever two consecutive WrestleManias without Undertaker in our lives, in our lives. Like, that's, that's huge. It's crazy. The world keeps spinning on here, but that'll be a very special day when Undertaker is inducted. We'll be pointing out that, uh, yeah, I forgot, they'll be doing the induction right after SmackDown, so these dreams of doing uh, a, a, a whole, you know, full, whole scale kind of thing here for of a night. He still deserves it. I, I think they don't need to do SmackDown. How about that? You don't need Works SmackDown. What, what do you need? <laughs> oh, here, here's the, the 50 matches you're going to see across the next two nights. You don't need to do SmackDown. Do all the Hall of Fame. You know? me, but we'll see what they do. They, that's a little ways away here. In the meantime, we've got American Chamber tomorrow, the premium live event, streaming noon EST, depending on where you are. airs a different time on Peacock and whatnot. Nestor asked earlier if I'll be doing a post-show tomorrow. I'll probably stick to the Sunday post-show. Um, I'm a busy boy, so I don't know if I could swing that for tomorrow, but 
uh, that way I can kind of fully digest, digest it and uh, do, a, do a more kind of thorough review there and trying to cram it in tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a little busy, but uh, make sure to look forward to that. Otherwise, uh, we, we kind of dabbled in a bit of these other things here, the Cody Rhodes stuff. Maybe we, we talk about Steve Austin maybe coming back. We talk about all these things and more on the latest episode of the Hot Tag. I had the opportunity to, to be a guest on Wrestling Zone, the uh, Hot Tag with John Alba, a podcast um Master over here of doing lots of great things uh, over at Ad Free, Ad Free Shows with Connor Casey of Comic Book, always does great interviews, and with the assistant editor of Pro Wrestling Torch, Zach, uh, Zach Haydorn. So uh, it was a great show if you want to hear Legitim- about- Legitimately, are, are they not the most professional they gentlemen are. to work with? It's, it's impressive. Working with Alba, especially, and Connor, amazing professionalism. Zach is the man. He's a lot of fun to be around. Obviously, kudos to Dominic for bringing that all together. But the hot tag is easily one of the most fun things we do here at WrestleZone. Yeah, I was very glad to be on it. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of John Connor and, and Zach all. So it's very cool to get to uh, talk to them all at the same time. It was very cool for me. Uh, so if you if you haven't seen it already, if you want to hear more about Cody Rhodes, about AEW, about Steve Austin, maybe come back about just the weird WrestleMania season that we're kind of heading into here with all those things kind of combined, make sure to uh, check that out it's on all of our platforms, like on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all the good stuff. Next week, I'm interviewing Matt Codona, the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. Very much looking forward to that one. Now, will probably be on our uh, stream, uh, on, on all of our platforms, probably later next week as well. He's heading to a match with X Pac in, in the year 2022. That's pretty crazy. He's doing a lot of great stuff. Looking forward to talking I mean, to him again. I mean, congratulations to you, first of all, for interviewing the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, for interviewing Zack Ryder for a third time. Look, I think that Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona is on the run of a lifetime, and it's so cool to see what he's doing. I can't wait to hear your conversation. For me, uh, like, honestly, he, he is my favorite wrestler ever and i'm not that may sound weird because you've got you know a, a guy like the undertaker or Shawn michaels or any number of other these other perceived all-time greats zach Ryder is my guy i loved him in 2009 way back then i, I was a member of the rider revolution 2011 now here we are 11 years later uh to have the opportunity to speak with him three times uh each one for a very good reason for his great gcw run now he's a champion in impact champion in nwa uh everywhere you know, he's the belt collector. He's the, the, the new version of the belt collector. He's doing a lot of great stuff. And for me, it's really, really, it's a dream come true. I, I can't even lie. It's really dang cool to get to talk to him yet again. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to ask. I was not going to ask. And then he wins the NWA title. And I say on that and facing X-Pac, X-Pac's first match in, I think since 2019, you know, a Hall of Famer X-Pac, that's a pretty big, big deal. So I reached out. I scheduled an email to send when I was when I was away. I come back, get the reply. We're good to go. So get to do that next week as well. Very much looking forward to it. Lori's asking if I'm going to WrestleMania. I'm not John Clark, who goes to every pretty much every show these days. He's going. For me, I like being safe and comfortable in the comfort of my home. So what are you I saying was... about Texas, Colin? <laughs> um <laughs> what are you it's not Texas. It's not Texas in itself. All right. It's the fact there's going to be 80,000 people there. And that that's a little much for my liking. Well, so. well I can't, can't argue there. It, the world's like, it's it, we're in a very odd place right now where the world's still a very scary place, but things are like kind of going back to normal. So 
I don't know. I I I'm an I have anxiety and I'm very scared all the time. So I I just say I'm gonna I'm gonna play it safe. I'm gonna like I'm gonna wait till things are 100 <laughs> percent locked away and and good to go before I venture back out to. I, I went to one SmackDown show in 2019, and then I kind of thought I'd go to more, and then the pandemic hit, and um, yeah, <laughs> we're still here two years later, and um. I haven't gone since. I went to one um, show, but uh, that was a New Japan show. That was probably like 500 people tops in Philly. Um, that's it. That That's a far leap away from 80,000 people. And that was some things where I actually, actually seemed to be okay. So maybe someday uh, when the world is back to quote unquote normal, uh, I will go to more shows. But in the meantime, I'll be here. Uh, and the safety of my home, enjoying things, enjoying the world of wrestling. That's what we do here. I watch it on my TV, love it. And to anyone that does go, good for you. Have fun. Be safe. All right. I'm not. I'm not knocking anybody that does go. John, my esteemed colleague, he goes. He's doing shows all the time. He's all right. He's he's doing great. You know, that's it's, it's purely a matter of preference. All right. As I said, I I just I'm overly safe because you can never be too careful. Paranoia, Robert, keeps us alive sometimes. That is my that is my MO these days. So, I, I cannot argue with that last statement. So with that, I'm I'm gonna get off my soapbox and don't even hear no don't need to hear my philosophy on all this stuff. But with that being said here, uh Robert, the wrestling world spins on pandemic whatever, whatever's going on out there. We come here to do one thing. We try to enjoy the wrestling, whether that's on this show, whether it's on the Raw show, the NXT show, whether, whether that's with the interviews, the hot tag, whatever it may be, all these things and more on our platforms, Spotify, all that good stuff. You know where to find us. Leave a like and subscribe. We appreciate you so much for coming here, talking about the world of wrestling with us. And Robert, leave it to you to talk about all the things you're doing before we get out of here. Yeah, so you can follow me everywhere at Dude Felice, but you really want to follow Fightful Select and Fightful.com. Sean Ross Sapp is working overtime, getting all those scoops, and I'm sure that the Saudi show is going to provide them. So stay tuned to them and you know follow me everywhere at Dude Felice if you would be so kind to do so. And more than anything, enjoy wrestling. With that... I'm always here more often than not, at least, you know, pretty much most days of the week. You can find me here on the on the news desk doing podcasts for Raw NXT, uh, for SmackDown here, schedule permitting for, for for Ring of Honor. When they come back, they're coming back in April. So that's fun. Looking forward to that as well. All these things. They're and not coming. Like, you know what? Shout out to Quinn McKay. Yeah. Kelly Kincaid. Yeah, she's Kelly she leveled up, Robert. She leveled up. She's on She NXT leveled level. up for sure on NXT level up. Very happy for her. And yeah. So that said, all these things and more, uh, all this is to, to enjoy now, to look forward to. It's a fun time. It's a great time. I'm happy to be back. I miss y'all. It's good to be back here doing the podcast here, do, covering news again, all that good stuff. I was only away for two days. It felt like a lot longer. Uh, in a, in a good way. This good job way. will do that to you. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's that's the, the nature of the wrestling news world these days. But all that said, right. I think, well, we lost him, folks. So I'll just say, enjoy wrestling. There he goes. I think we're back. Okay. There he goes. Right. Well, that's everybody. We appreciate you so much. Could we come here to enjoy the wrestling? Uh, we lost him again. Enjoy wrestling, everybody.